and welcome to the Loose Forward Podcast. I'm Andy. And I'm Callum. And we're all about Rugby League. The M62 and beyond. Hello. Welcome back. Thank you. Yeah, after my week's holiday, it's very nice. Yeah. Um, were you glad to do the uh, M62 and beyond again this week? Yeah, yeah. To be fair, I thought Bobby did a good job. He did. I, I, I had a listen and uh, I was sort of like um, critical in like an Alan Partridge type of way. Well, I mean, the feedback we got back, you know, the, you're lucky to be back on this week, so... Oh, I didn't, I didn't see any of that. No, it was mainly Bobby, I think. <laughs> <laughs> miss me, though, didn't you? Um, that's a strong word. What, miss? Yeah. Like, love or hate? Yeah. Well, at least it give you a chance to be the funny one for a week, didn't it? What was the funny one? Oh, Okay. So what else has been going on? Got any fuel? <laughs> Just about. <laughs> Just about. I was really low as well. I was desperate. I had about 20 miles left. Did, um, really? Yeah. Did I tell you about the um, the lad at, the lad at work with his petrol? Uh, yeah. No, I don't think so. Uh, James at work. He said, um, he was sat outside the uh, the shop on, on Sunday. And he said, right, he said, I've, I've got to go. I've got to, um, I've got to go and get some fuel. I said, all right. He said, I've only got 485 miles left. <laughs> and then he went, but you know, every fiver helps, doesn't it? <laughs> That's ridiculous. I, said, I hate that. I said, you're the problem. So He is the most panicky person I've ever met, though. But then he went, and he didn't come back till about four o'clock. That was it. That was like half past ten. Did he queue in? I think so, yeah, <laughs> to put his fiver in. Oh, no. It's not even funny, really, is it? Not really. So. Not really. But, yeah, I managed to get some. Well, I hope fans have got enough to get to matches this week. I hope so. I hope so. Otherwise, people have got long walks. Yeah. I mean, looking at some of the attendances this week, sounds like he had a, a fuel strike early in, uh, <laughs> early. in Wigan. People. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know... It's not even funny, really, is it? Not really. I mean, we'll go back to July, and they had an attendance. Remember, they had the attendance of five thousand five hundred fifty-five. I think we, I think we put an alleged thing in our in our title that week. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And um. I, I, what was this week's? Seven thousand three hundred ninety-six. Do you know against Leeds? Yeah. In a knockout game. In a knockout game. Yeah. It's a worry. It's a big worry. Um. Particularly for the for the support that those two clubs have, yeah. I mean, I mean they're the two biggest ones. I can they? sort of understand M sixty two Thursday night leads, but even that could have been their last game of the season. Yeah, to be fair, they took more than I thought they would going to. The way that attendances have been going and stuff, and there's always, like you say, roadworks on the M sixty two and stuff. They actually took more than I thought, um, but it's still. Not great, is it? Controversial statement. I've never actually thought that for a club that size that their their travelling support has been that great. Leeds. No. Generally. No, I mean, maybe... Maybe that's just me. Well, maybe, because obviously we're over in Lancashire, aren't we? So we don't know what it's like if they go to LKR, Hull. Yeah. You know, Wakefield or something. We don't... It's, Bradfield sometimes. Well, not for a few years. <laughs> yeah, but regardless of the crowd, what a win! Yeah, Wigan nil, Leeds 
eight. Yeah, and Wigan scoreless again. Their <laughs> last few weeks have been they've either nilled people or they they they've got nilled themselves. But the the last few weeks, their games have been ridiculously low scores, haven't they? It feels like it was nil nil at half time. It feels like you can tune into a Wigan game and it'll be nil nil at half time or something. You can do spend forty minutes doing something else and yeah. then just come and watch the second half. I think there'd have been a higher score at half time if that had been a football match. <laughs> yeah, Wigan and Leeds. Yeah, but nil nil at half time. I did actually think at that point though that Wigan were going to come out in the second half and. I suppose just overpower leads in the second half to you know just grind them down. Yeah, and the, the, get that win, and the, it didn't. It did just didn't happen. I, I did get the feeling that Wigan were on top a little bit, but they just couldn't. They just couldn't do anything, could they? And no, attacking was, wise has been there's been a big question over it all season, really. Well, they've scored less points per game than Lee. It tells you everything you need to know. I think you're not going to win a grand final. With those sort of figures, are you? No. No. There was, um, I thought there was a really interesting turning point in the game. Um, and it was actually a mistake from Leeds, but was a um, a mistake in their favour, which was where um, Reese Martin kicked, uh, uh, passed the ball across. And, yeah. Uh, or was it Lehman that passed the ball across? Lehman, I think. And then Reese Martin knocked to... on. But if he hadn't have knocked on reaching for the ball, it would have landed right in Liam Marshall's hands mm. and he would have scored. Yeah. He was 90 out, but he would have scored. Yeah. They wouldn't have caught him. And he knew what he was doing, Martin. He knew he couldn't catch it, but he knew that Marshall was there and he sort of like jumped up and batted it forward, didn't he? Yes, he did, yeah. Was... And and that I thought that was a turning... I thought that was a real turning point because it kept it at nil-nil. The error didn't cost Leeds because they were only like ten or fifteen out from Wigan's line, mm. and we, you know, it was just um, uh, it was just play on from there really, and I, I thought that was a real turning point. Yeah, no, I think you're probably right. It was a good mistake to make. Yeah, I know I, that's what I mean. It's, it's the odd one. They don't happen, did it? Then? No, but if if, if Wigan had have gone at that point six nil up, yeah, could have been a you know a. a Completely different game in the second half. Absolutely, and I think that was a, for me that was a, a real turning point. Yeah. What I don't understand is you go back to the way that Wigan have not scored much, and yet for me they've probably got the best scrum half in the competition, mm. and they've got a coach who was a world class scrum half mm. as an attacking player. Mm. I, I don't quite get the. Why it's not really kicked on in attack form? I mean, great great players don't automatically make great coaches, do they? True. I mean, look at you know people like um, Kieran Cunningham at Saints, Adrian Lamb at, at, at Wigan, and then I know it's a bit like it's not probably not a fair comparison, but you look at like Wayne Bennett, who's never played or played, uh, you know, a, played for Huddersfield. Yeah, but he did play. And what yeah. I mean is, I know like, what you mean. He wasn't, if you say, he, he wasn't, wasn't like a world class player. No, I, I and I get, I get what you mean. But I think or Craig Bellamy. No, but if you look at someone like, let's say, um, I'm trying to think of somebody that, that's a coach that's, that's been a player that, that's forward. Paul Cullen mm. at Warrington, right? Paul Cullen 
if you like, was a defensive player. Yeah. Hit them hard, too hard. He was dirty a lot of the time. But his job was to defend. So as a coach, if you've been brought up as a player like that, sometimes I think your job as a coach is reflected in that. But it doesn't seem to be with Lamb. No. It seems to be the exact opposite, really. And it was the same for Cunningham as well, really. I know when you look at some of the teams he played in and... Mm. It, it, that was the opposite as well, and same for Adrian Lyons. Played state of origin. Yeah, you wonder if there's a fear there, don't you, about players expressing themselves, or you know, it's that I think safety that's first. Just and... a, a general thing in the game now. I I think both these semis, the Warrington and the Hull Car game, and the Wigan and the Leeds one. I think both won by teams that prepared to play off the cuff a little bit rather than those that are, shall we say, entrenched in um, uh, the, the format that they, that they play. Yeah, yeah. The safety first, the grinding the sets out. Yeah. Don't really see much different from either of them, particularly Wigan. And I think it's a, it's a bit of a victory for off-the-cuff rugby league, I think. Yeah, definitely. I think especially the Hulk are... Um, win because they do play off the cuff I mean we'll come on to it but some some of the players that they've mm. made Mikey Lewis Chip and Chase for example and brilliant yeah uh, again again I've got a, an issue with this rule and it was 6-0 in front of the post two in the tackle ball comes out mm-hmm. commentators go it's clear as day he stole it <sighs> What, what do you do? Do you not put your hand on the ball now in the tackle? Because at that point, the attacking player just lets it go. There's two in the tackle. He's got his hand on the ball. Counts as a steal. 8-0. Game over. I agree with what you're saying, but I didn't see that incident like that. I saw him punch it. Right. But I, I know what you're saying, and I, I, I completely agree with that statement. I just don't think it applies to this particular incident. Well, I mean, you know my feeling on it, that if you can't keep hold of the ball, you shouldn't have it. Yeah, no, and, and I, I I agree. Um, it, it's become very messy. Yeah, I think if you say, Yo, you can strip it whenever or you can knock it out, like, it almost turns into like a rugby union-esque mm. game. I mean, I played... One or two rugby union games um, for college because they didn't have a, a rugby league team, so it just sort of went down. And every time I took the ball in, there's people trying to take it off you, but there's like three or four players there. I'm like, you do win, but then I got up and played the ball, and they told me that was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> to which I argued that it wasn't. I had a mate of mine years ago that played. Um, uh, Played football, really good footballer, really good footballer, and they had him playing rugby for school, and he'd never ever played rugby before, and um, the, he, he made he, he made a break. Somebody knocked on or something, and he picked the ball and ran ran up the middle of the field, and then right then ran right to the corner, and dived in the corner, because that's what he'd seen him do on telly. <laughs> <laughs> And he didn't know he didn't know that you could like run in under the post and stuff like that. That's weird. Isn't and he it? just ran up the middle of the pitch and then diverted right to the corner flag and dived in the corner because he'd seen that on the telly. <laughs> That's good. That I like that. <laughs> <laughs>
dear. I like that. Um, but no, you're you know you're right in the the ruling and 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 right in the you know having the, the probably the best scrum half in the in the league or definitely one of um, in Jackson Hastings and and they can't get any points on the board. Yeah, it's bizarre. And an emotional farewell after the game as well from uh, Jackson Hastings. Yeah, you got to feel sorry for him, you know, having having fell short in in 2019 with Salford and and, and 2020 with uh with Wigan. Um it's, and and it's just because he's such a nice guy and it's not very often I said it last week to Bob, it's not very often you see overseas players come over and take such an interest in the the, the English game mm. and and learn the culture and everything and it would have been nice to see him win one. Maybe, um, maybe he'll win the uh, NRL with the West Tigers next year. Yeah, <laughs> I think getting to the playoffs with them is a win. That'd be like a grand final win, I think. I think it, not him? getting the wooden spoon next year with them is a win. To be honest, I think you're right. I think you're right. And then I can't find the crowd for the next game for Warrington and Hull KR. I'm not even sure it's been. The only it, thing so I, I don't know if there's more or less in the Wigan game, but I imagine it was slightly more. I think all KR travelled really well looking yeah, did, at that yeah. stand. Um, you can tell what it meant to them, can't you, as a club, as a fan base? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, but the only thing I saw was on the War- Warrington Guardian, and it said attendance to be confirmed. It's like it's four days later. <laughs> <laughs> how long? How long do you need to count it? I'm still counting. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so. It doesn't bode well, does it? I don't think. No. And it won't come out now anyway. If it hasn't come out now, it's never going to, I don't no, think. No, no. If anybody knows the actual attendance, just drop us a line or something on, on Twitter or something because I would be interested to know. Yeah, just for the sake of the game itself. Because you can follow us at Loose Forward Pod. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. Nice plug. Thanks. Um, I don't want to take anything away from Hulk Kayari. But you're gonna <laughs> no, no. I, I mean, I think it's brilliant to see. I think it's great to see a team that's um, a new a new team, you know, into the semis, if you like. Um, I think that's I think that's great for the game, and I think it's great for the way that Hull KR have played the game this year. Um, I think we've given them early credit before anybody else. I think I think we're claiming that one, aren't we? We Absolutely. said they, we said they were the Parramatta Eels. Just just see, you know, when you when you've got. Such great rugby league knowledge. You just see these things. <laughs> you can just get a sense from vision. Just yeah. get a vision, visionary. Yeah, yeah. Um, were Hull KR that good, or Warrington bad? If let me ask you this: If Warrington had managed to keep hold of the ball for more than about thirty percent of the time, would they have won? Um, no, I don't think I, I don't think they would have. I, I I don't know. It's hard to say. It would have been a lot closer. That's for sure. I do think Kulkar played really well, and I think defensively, uh, Warrington made it quite easy for them. Because, like you say, they couldn't keep hold of the ball and thought they were quite predictable. Uh, they did come up with one or two brilliant tackles. Yeah, goal line defense. Yeah, you know, when they were on the break, scrambling away. Yeah, some really good scrambling defense. Um, yeah, really keen to not have the line. Yeah, breached. Yeah. yeah, um, and and then you know from a Warrington point of view, thought defence really was quite soft. The the Abdul one for the first try, uh, just a little dummy and go, and 
crashed his way over. I thought that was quite soft. The Mikey Lewis one, well, that was just really good. I like watching play. him play. Yeah, I do. And was, I think that was really good. We talk about vision. That mm. was great because he, he, he'd seen that Ratchford wasn't there. Yeah. Um, There's uh, been a big thing about Ratchford lately. In what way? He's rubbish. All <laughs> right. <laughs> I think that's a bit harsh, to be honest. I thought it was a bit harsh. I'm not saying I agree with it, but um, I throw some numbers at you. When when you say there's been a big thing, is that is this from Warrington yeah, fans? Yeah, from Warrington fans right. saying that he's rubbish. Yeah, and that they wouldn't re-sign him or they would get a new fullback and play him elsewhere. Um, so make, I'll, just on that, before you tell me that, just makes you wonder, doesn't it? Like how many, if you if you asked fans, how many players each team would have left at the end of the season? Yeah, because I think most fans in most teams would go, oh, get rid of him, mm. I'd get rid of him, or I'd get rid of him. Yeah. I think that's what we like as fans. Yeah. Anyway, go on, Ratchford. Uh, over the last two years, Sam Tompkins, 15 tries, 31 assists. Lachlan Coote, 15 tries, 30 assists. Nile Levels, 15 tries, 24 assists. Stefan Ratchford, 3 tries, 11 assists. Mm. That's not really good enough for what is the golden position in rugby league nowadays. That's really surprised me, that, those figures. Yeah. No, I agree. The, I think the num- only, I'm pretty sure he's only got one try this year. The number of try. I mean, why I mean, why is that? I mean, is he just not joining it? Are they not are they not giving him the ball enough in those positions? Is he not making himself the extra man? Is he is he not joining enough? Is he not reading the play well enough? I don't know. I I, I don't know. It's no, I, I don't know. And, and I must admit, it's something that I've watched blindly, really, and never really noticed, really. Yeah. No, I mean, nor me, to be honest. But, I mean, I always thought it was better than that, but them them numbers suggest otherwise, really, don't they? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Um, was that the biggest surprise of the two games, That that result? Yeah, absolutely. I wouldn't have expected Wigan and Warrington to get nilled. And there you go. This season, sorry, yeah, one try, eight assists right. this season for Ratchford, and that leaves third and fourth place both out. Yeah, who'd have thought that? I mean, and and for them both to get nilled at home as well. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Um, I, I don't think anybody saw that coming. I think the the, the Wigan and Leeds one could have gone. Either way, I think at a back leads um, myself on a handicap. I didn't see what it was, but um, I, you know, I, I think he had a feeling that that was going to go that way. I just think they've been playing slightly better. Um, but the Warrington OKR one was a, a complete and utter shock. I don't think there'd have been many people outside of East Hull who would have uh, thought otherwise. And probably Even a lot of inside. People, I was going to say a lot of people inside as well. Yeah, mm. uh, but but. Well Fair done. Play. They earned themselves a trip to the south of France this week, haven't they? So yeah, so yeah, so this week now semi-final time. So there's going to be a new name at Old Trafford. Yes, there is. Yeah, um, Catalans versus Hull KR. Yeah, and Saints versus Leeds. Yeah, um, really interesting in the way that now that Leeds and Hull KR react to that on the back of that momentum for those really good wins, has that taken everything out of them? Um, I'm not sure. Or, or does that does that 
Because now, suddenly, both sets of fans, I think, really, really believe that they can go all the way. And why wouldn't you? No, yeah, why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you? Um, I'm, I'm not quite sure... I think if you're putting money on it, you're betting on Catalan and, and St. Helens to go through, aren't you? Um, although sometimes having a week off can can stop that momentum. And it's Catalans haven't actually won a game since Magic Weekend. No, no, it disrupts you sometimes. I think I don't know. I don't know if there's anything being said. I haven't seen anything being said. Um, <laughs> but obviously, Sam Tonkins went off last week in a knee brace um, against Wigan. He was having a run out this afternoon, apparently. Right. To see whether he could be included in the squad. So if it, I mean, he'll be in the squad. Whether he plays is a different matter. Yeah, he's definitely going to get named in the squad. Yeah, but whether he plays is is completely different. Um, and if he doesn't, that's a massive, that's a huge miss for Catalan. Although, um, if you replace him with Arthur Morg, he's Different kind of player, in he? And to be honest, I think as long as Maloney plays, Catalans have always got a shout. Mm. He's been instrumental. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, I don't know if they if they got bodies back or or what, but I think there's three forwards that Tony Smith said that we were they were looking at. Um, Vete was one. Yeah. Uh, George Lawler was another, uh, and I can't remember the third. Right, but um, but then there was three. He said that they were lo- they were looking at uh, keeping a close eye on whether they could uh, they could go. Someone's got an Achilles problem as well, I think. Right. Well. Oh, uh, Sims. Right. Yeah. Uh, Corbin Sims. Yeah. 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 So if they can get a few bodies back they obviously have a better shout but um... oh and also sorry I read this afternoon that um, because they've said he might he, he wouldn't do any more damage they're debating whether or not whether they can play Ryan Hall mm. with his torn bicep yeah I can't see him playing I don't think he's torn his bicep but I mean Catalan and Saints have just been head and shoulders above everybody else this season and you would think that they would be playing at Old Trafford, but you never know. No, you don't. And I think that's the interesting thing this weekend. That I think we were expecting Catalan and Wigan, Saints and Warrington. And now it's not. I think it's actually spiced things up a little bit. Mm. Um, and the momentum and the excitement that Leeds fans and Hull KR fans are feeling at the moment um, has really, you know, has really like boosted the... Um, I, I think the profile of these semi-finals, I think. Yeah, definitely. It's exciting. And I think Catalan and St. Ellen's fans will, will be quite nervous, really. I think that's just natural. But I think they'll they'll, they'll be feeling quite nervous because I think on the day, OKR and Leeds could, could beat them. Yeah. Could beat both them sides. So. But if, if I was saying to you now, with this time next week, and we're looking at a grand final preview, who are we talking about? Catalans and St. Helens. Okay. For you? Uh, yeah, same, I think. I just think they've been too strong all year, so unless they choke or don't get it right on the day, it's yeah, it's it, it's in their own hands, I think. I think Saints will win. I do think Saints will win. It wouldn't surprise me 
if Hull KR managed to turn go to France and turn Catalans over. No, just because the way they've been playing, I yeah. think, has <coughs> been that, really good. So. That wouldn't that that wouldn't surprise me at all. No, I think I think Leeds have still got. I know they've got there and they, they, they had a good win against Wigan, but I don't think they play the best rugby and coming up against the best defensive side in the comp uh, could be quite tricky for them. Yeah. Okay. It's Bobby's Stats of the Week. That's right, it's Stats of the Week time, and he's back on the phone. He's been substituted for Andy. Hey there, Bobbles. Hello. <laughs> Welcome back to the subs bench. <laughs> I don't like it, I'm cold. <laughs> <laughs> so, um... Did you enjoy the uh, the full pod experience last week? I did. It was uh, it was a little bit nerving, but you know, once you've settled into it, you're not too bad, actually. No, big shoes to follow, I think. I'm only saying what everyone said. <laughs> Who's that? You? Um, uh, there was countless messages that said the same thing. Was there? Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, you mustn't listen to the podcast last week because uh, Callum disagreed with you. Uh, these were texts. <laughs> <laughs> So and uh, yeah, so I mean, how many stats have we got this week? We have six stats this week. I'm trying to build his part up now, he's not on full time, is he? Yeah. Okay, let's go then. Just trying to get as much air time as you possibly can. Exactly. <laughs> let's go then. Okay, we will start in the NRL. Uh. Cameron Munster has now played in more than twice as many preliminary finals than the West Tigers. <laughs> Cameron Munster has played in seven preliminary finals. The Tigers have only played in three. Right. And I'd like to add more substances than the rest of the West Tigers put together. <laughs> <laughs> Allegedly. Allegedly. Right, let's go. <laughs> uh, Benji Marshall has made the grand final for the first time in 16 years. It is the longest gap between finals for a player to appear in. And I read today, which is great for him, because I love Benji Marshall. I think he's great. And I read today that he might not be retiring at the end of the season. Really? Which has put Super League clubs on alert. Oh, very good. No matter who Very you good. Were, if you were a super, would you take Benji Marshall for a year, just just even for what he could pass on to up-and-coming halfbacks or whatever? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well done, Benji. Next one. Uh, the third one from the NRL is the NRL Grand Final on Sunday over the first time since 2015 that it won't have either the Melbourne Storm or the Sydney Roosters playing it. Mm. Sounds a bit like Super League, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it does, yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, number four. Uh, we're into Super League now. Okay. And 
the Warrington Wolves now hold the record of any team to make a grand final and then appear in the playoffs the year the years after only to get beaten in the first round of the knockouts. Warrington made the final in 2018 and have, be, have been beaten in the first round ever since. That's, that's a bit of a tenuous start, that, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> but I think more importantly to Warrington is they keep getting beaten in the first round of the playoffs. I think that's more important to them, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right, next one. Uh, Morgan Knowles has become the 12th player to achieve three dream teams in a row on his first three attempts. The how many player, sorry? Uh, he's the 12th one 12th, to do it, right? but he is the third in his position. Right. The, the first three to do it were Jason Robinson... Anthony Sullivan and Andy Farrell. Yeah. And the last to do it was Luke Gale. Okay. And I'm guessing the two in his position would have been two of... Well, Farrell, he's just said. Farrell. I was going to say about two of Farrell, O'Loughlin, Sculthorpe, probably. But probably O'Loughlin, I would think. It was O'Loughlin. Paul Sculthorpe never quite got three in a row. I think he got two in a row and then got knocked out the year after and came back in again. Right. Okay. Is that the last one? Uh, this is the last one. Okay. Uh, the last one is, uh, it, it surprised when I read this actually. Um, St. Helens uh, have never beaten Leeds Rhinos in a playoff system, resulting in a knockout. Uh, Saints have beaten Leeds in 1999 and 2007 but neither victory ended Leeds' season. Uh, when they had those players where you got another chance or something like that, yeah. Yeah. So they haven't actually beat them in a knockout game? Not in not in Super League, no. Wow. That's surprising, isn't it? That is surprising, yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, that, that's going to give Leeds fans a lot of hope, isn't it? Well, you'd imagine so, yeah. Saints fans, are we worried? Yeah. Oh, let's see what happens, then, eh? Well, yeah, we will do. Excellent. Right, well, oh, um, thank, is that the end of the stats? That is the end of the stats, yes. Excellent. Well, we've got also got good news for you. Do you know that we're doing a double pod this week? I didn't, know. Right, well, we've got our regular pod, obviously, that we're on now, and then we've got, in conjunction with Six again, uh, we're doing okay. the um, awards for the season. Oh, okay. Uh, which we're doing this week as well. And um, it falls on me to give you the, the good news that uh, you have actually uh, won. You have actually won an award. Hey! And you've won the, um, the award for the worst excuse for missing your segment on a podcast. <laughs> uh, Do you know what you got? My, you got my hopes up there, and you've just absolutely crushed them. Well, we well actually we we've made a bit of a mistake because you could have had the um, curling, but that didn't actually make you miss a podcast, did it? 
No, so I guess I won it for going to Dirty Dancing. Is that right? Yeah. Now we haven't got a yeah. statue. What you have won is a is ten pounds worth of vouchers in twenty p's, so that you can put it in the back of the seat. You know those binoculars that you get in the theatre to help you see better. <laughs> so you yeah, ten pounds worth of twenty p's to put in the binocular seats. Uh, they've got they've got up to a pound now. Have they? Yeah. Well, you've only got ten visits now. <laughs> <laughs> So there you go. Um, before you go, anything to report on any any activities this week? Uh, no, I don't think there is. No. Where were you Saturday? Oh yeah, I did a. Uh, I did. I, I I got dragged to a um a murder mystery thing in in like yeah. A murder mystery tour. It wasn't a tour. It was more like a game, but. It was like an escape room type thing. But, it was, but they'd been had murder. Except it was outside and there wasn't any escape. <laughs> so it wasn't like an escape room. Just a murder Just room. Just a murder room. Not even a room, it was outside. <laughs> oh, yeah. Just a murder yeah, space. I mean, we, we, could have escaped, we could have escaped at any point, but we just chose to try and solve the riddle. I don't think you could have because I've seen you run. <laughs> well, that's just rude. <laughs> Oh, right, well, uh, I, I, anything to say on the acceptance of your award? Um, it, it, It's an honour. It won't stop me from going to see Dirty Dancing again, but thank you very much. <laughs> and you've, uh, and I think you forgot to say that you've had the, you, on the pod that you've had the time of your life. And I owe it all to you. Hey! <laughs> thank you, Bobby. <laughs> See you later, guys. Have a good rest of the show. Bye. 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 It's Bobby's Stats of the Week. I think he was happy with that award. He's getting quicker as well, isn't he? No, yeah, he's not he's... running. Just been hanging. No, he's wit. Yeah, he's wit. Yeah, quick witted. Yeah, yeah. Now, very well done. So, um, where we're we moving on to? Um, it's well. There's been a bit of awards, hasn't there? This week, dream teams out. Um, we've had the Dally M's team of the years out. So I think um, and Man of Steel shortlist. As yeah, well. the, the shortlist for Man of Steel as well. So I think we'll have a quick scout through them, won't we? We will indeed. Um, should we start with start with the dream team? Yes. Any surprises in there for you? Do you want to? Have you got the dream I've team? Got, yeah, you? yeah. Do you want so, to read it out? Yeah. So the dream team is Sam Tompkins, Tom Davis, Jack Wellsby, Mark Percival, Ken Seo, Johnny Lomax, James Maloney, Alex Wormsley, Cruz Leeming, Sam Cassiano, Liam Farrell, Kane Lynette, and Morgan Knowles. That is the 2021 Super League Dream Team. Hmm. What do you make of that? Are you surprised at Weldsby's inclusion in the centres? Mm, yes and no. I think I was more surprised at Mark Percival's. Yeah. It, it, to me, he's been injured a while and doesn't seem to have had the... I won't say the best of seasons, but... Dream team wise, mm, that that Jack Wellsby, yeah, I think he's been excellent. Some of the stuff he's done um, for St. Helens this week, I think he's their top try scorer this season, and and some of the stuff, one or two players that he's come up with, and 
I, I suppose the only argument is he's sort of played here, there and everywhere, hasn't he? I, that's what I was meaning. Yeah, with his inclusion, I think, in the centres. I, I think majority he's, he's played at well. He's played at centre because Mark Percival's been injured. So that's why I was surprised at Mark Percival. Um, I do think, and I've said it before, it's like if you look at the England side and you look at international rugby league, uh, we we seem to have a, a bit of a dearth of world class centres. Yeah, yeah, they and, and maybe that highlights that as well yeah you know? possibly and I think we've had that for a while yeah no I agree um, I, I mean quite happy with with the rest of it um, Liam Farrell was a bit of a surprise maybe not a, a surprise I just thought there was maybe one or two more that might have got in not necessarily over him but um, I think he's just penciled in every year, isn't he? Yeah, I, I think Kane Lynette's been excellent and deserves to be there. But um, you know, look at people like Mike McMeekin at Catalan; he's been excellent as well. So, what about? Um, I think the one I was surprised about, I suppose, was uh, um, Leeming, perhaps over over McShane or Clark. Um. Possibly. Cruz Leeming has been excellent for Leeds Rhinos, but I think he's played a lot of it at seven. And they've had Dwyer at nine, so it's a bit of... I mean, I've not really any issues with him being in. I think he's had a really, really good season, but when they've played other positions and stuff for extended periods of time, it's sort of like, well, what, why has he got in there? Mm. You know, like like Jack Walesby. Um And the only the, the only other one, really, I think, for me... Um, and and it, it's not so much the selection, it's, it's James Maloney. And it's not so much that he's in it, it's the fact that Gareth Widdop is on the shortlist for Man of Steel. As a seven. And he's been playing six. Mm. And not on the Man of Steel shortlist. Yeah. But Gareth Widdop can't get in the dream team. <laughs> How can you have a Man of Steel winner? That isn't in the dream team. Well, that's the the, the point. I don't think he will win it. It's like when Kevin Sinfield won Golden Boot but didn't make it into the World 13. Yeah. Is that? It just makes no sense. No. You you would assume in that case, wouldn't you, that that player would be the first name on the the sheet in that case. Yeah. If they won the top individual award... You would assume that it would be in, and all the all I think all the positions yeah. are different, aren't they, for Man of Steel this year? There's not two that are playing the same position, so surely that makes the dream team easier. Mm. Yeah, although although there are three halfbacks in the Man of Steel um, nominations: uh, Abdul, Lomax oh Abdul, and yeah, I forgot yeah. about Abdul. Sorry, so so there is. But Malone, the point is Maloney isn't on it, so surely, surely in that case, then Maloney should be in the Man of Steel shortlist. In that case, or Gareth Widdop should, should be, be in the, the Dream Team, whichever way around. Yeah. So I think it just goes to show that the system that the Man of Steel's done is is flawed. Well, when we had well when we had Gareth on the other week, Gareth Walker, he yeah. was saying the same thing, wasn't he? Yeah, and he, he was saying that it wasn't ideal how it was before when the journalists. Mm. We're picking it, but Gareth's um, opinion was that it should come from the players. Yeah, 
and it was only one or two that spoiled it with um, silly selections. Yeah, like all the French players voted for the French. I was going to say they? that was the big thing for me that that it was a lot of it was like the French players voting for like didn't, Theo Farge because he yeah he played at didn't, St Helens. Didn't somebody play? Didn't somebody vote for somebody that'd been injured all season or something like yeah, that? Yeah, or played one game yeah, or something. something like that. Yeah. yeah. But, but, I mean, I know Gareth was saying when he was on one of that, that's the way that it should be. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. Um, on to Man of Steel. Um, Jordan Abdul, Jake Connor, Johnny Lomax, Sam Tompkins, Gareth Widdop. Um, Jake Connor's a bit of a surprise. I think his early season form was excellent, and I think he's probably faded out as Hull did. Hmm. Still surprised he's there. Oh, well, over like as you've just said, people like Maloney. Mm. I mean, my choice for Man of Steel isn't even on the shortlist. No, and that that would for me that would be Alex Wormsley. Yeah, no, I I think even Lomax. I'm sort of surprised either because I don't think he's had his best year when you look at his last two or three. Um, I think he's been relatively quiet compared he's, to those. He's been better, hasn't he, the previous years? Yeah. yeah. Um, I just think Warms has done I, I think Warms should definitely be on the list. Can't really see past Sam Tompkins this year. Um, but, I think he also... But if, I was, if you were going to have... If you were saying who can beat him, it would be Alex Warmsley for me. And I think because he does hard yards and dirty work and the point system... He doesn't catch the eye every week as as other people do, perhaps in the halves, which I think is why if you're doing it on these points systems, you've got three halfbacks and two fullbacks. I think when players did it, generally you got the right result anyway. Mm. And I, I, I do think if the players were doing it, Alex Walmsley might win it this year. Yeah. Um, but unfortunately for him... Uh, that's not the way it is anymore, and he's no. not there. But I mean, Tompkins is on the list, and and, and if he wins it, I think that's a, a worthy winner, more than worthy winner. I agree. Yeah, I um, totally agree. But he's, I agree with what you're saying about Warmsley, and he should definitely be on that short list. Yeah. Sam Sam Tompkins was 25 to one at the start of the season to win it. Was he really? Mm. And Jordan Abdul was 100 to one. I mean, I can't see him doing it. He's been excellent for Ul Kr though. Um, I mean, he might have a shout. He, he he may have a shout with the way that the the system is now, and um, the 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 way that players like him can get rewarded through it. But I just think Sam Tompkins has been excellent. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was also the uh, Dali M Awards this week, wasn't it? Which yes. I think. Well, it turned into a three way. Battle in the end for the main award, the Dali M medal. Um, uh, Tom Trevojevic, Nathan Cleary, and Cody Walker. Yeah, and, and and all three of them have been phenomenal this year. Tom Trevojevic, I think, was the favourite one, and um, I think the one everybody expected to win it. Nathan Cleary has been phenomenal and the best scrum half I've seen in a long time, I think. Yeah. Just an absolute generational talent. And I think Cody Walker just goes a bit unnoticed, really. Yeah, but 
yeah, I think for the for a few seasons he's been unnoticed. I think he's he's actually got a lot of plaudits this year and has been phenomenal. And you know, when you're in the juniors, right? When you're in junior school, right? And you know, like you get to like some sort of um, football tournament, like a festival, mm. and like there's no winners, is there? No, everybody just goes along, plays, has a good time, don't they? Yeah, and then sometimes. They give you a medal at the end, don't they? Yeah, it's like two pound and not engraved. You know, what, you know what I mean. Yeah, and it's got like it usually got a red, white, and blue ribbon with it. Yeah, it's like just that. got a football on it or something. That is the that's what they win. Mm. It's rubbish. <laughs> the Man of Steel trophy is way better than that. Yeah, no, I agree. It's just one of them like two pound medals. I don't think they should have a medal. I think they should have some sort of trophy. Maybe that's why it's called the Dali M Medal. Yeah, but why not just call it the Dali M Award? Like, uh, yeah. Clever thinking. Yeah, but that's what the event's called, the Dali M Awards. Yeah. Granddad, where's your Dali M Medal? Oh, I don't know. I put it in a drawer years ago. He's lost it somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know. Um, but yeah, no, I think... Sorry, I went off the subject a bit. I no, just... I know what you're saying, but I think... Um... The right winner for you? Mm. I haven't really got any issues with it. I think either one of them three could have won it because I think they've all been excellent, but I just think the the individual records and performances that Trevojevic has put on has, has been phenomenal. Yeah. Um, but if Nathan Cleary had won it, I wouldn't have been blowing up that Trevojevic hadn't won it. Do you know no, what I mean? No, I think... And I think- for me, he would have been the winner, clearly. But yeah, like I said, if any of the three of them that were involved would have won it, you'd think, okay. Yeah, I could, you know, um, see arguments for all three. Exactly. And yeah. um, um, coach of the year yeah. was a, a straight fight between Ivan Cleary and Craig Bellamy, which I don't agree with. With Bellamy coming out on top, yeah. Uh, what don't you agree with? That Trent Robinson wasn't up in there or getting the award. Because I just think what he's done throughout the season with the injuries that the ro- uh, the Roosters have had and and the way that he's, he's he somehow they managed to finish fifth, um, get th- and get through the first week of the playoffs, just but they did it. I just think the way that they've gone about the business and um, has been incredible. And I think it's down to him. I think if they've had anybody else, I'm not sure they'd have done that. No, he's our fave though, isn't he on the pod? Yeah, I just like him, but I, I, I'm not saying that he should win it just because I like him. I do genuinely think what he's done at the Roosters this year is, is phenomenal to get them as far as they did. Yeah, there's other. I mean, there's other there's other contenders as well when you when you look at it. Justin Holbrook for getting the the, the if you like perpetual seemingly wooden spoonies into the finals and Was, almost almost and should have done. Got into the net the second week. Well, if they had got into the second week, there's even more of a, a, a case for it, isn't there? Um, and, and what about Wayne Bennett? I mean, the Rabbitohs only lost one more game than the Panthers and the Storm, mm. and now find themselves and then had a great win in the first week of the playoffs against the Panthers. Yeah, and then coasted through against the Seagulls, which we'll come on to shortly. Mm. And now find themselves in the grand final. I mean, yeah, you know, I mean, how how does that go unrecognized? 
Don't know. Maybe it's just because it's Wayne Bennett and everybody expects it. So when you look at it now, they've now lost the same number of games. Yeah. The Panthers, the Storm and the Rabbitohs have lost the same number of games this season. Yeah. Uh, maybe it's just like, it, it, you know, it, he, he has his own standards, so people just expect it. Yeah. And you only really notice when he dips below him. Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, rook, uh, was it the young player, Rookie, Sam Walker? Rookie. Yeah. Probably rightly so. A lot of people were shouting for uh, Reese Walsh, I think, was the other big contender. Um, but I think to come in at seven and do what he's done at Scrum Half is, is phenomenal. Yeah. And again, the Roosters probably wouldn't have been where they were if he hadn't come in and done that. No, that's right. No, that's right. And then, I don't understand this award, me. Captain of the year, James Tedesco. I didn't even know. Yeah, they do Captain of the Year. I didn't see that one. How do you decide that? He's a better captain. Who picks that? I don't know. I, don't know. <laughs> I was trying to think of something clever. Who picks Captain of the Year? Who picks that? Captain. I don't know. I know. I don't know. I know in 1912 it was won by the Titanic. <laughs> but apart from that, I don't know anything else about it. I don't it. think he should have won that. No, I think they changed the it's vote. Controversial. Though. They changed the voting rules after that. Yeah. Um. Apparently none of the people that voted in that year voted the year after. No, I bet they didn't. Yeah. Um, but No, I don't know. It seems a silly one, that. I'm a better captain than you. Yeah. I'm in a grand final, mate. Yeah. So like, there you go. Yeah. I don't know. It's a silly one, that. But um, the, the team of the year, the Dally M team of the year, uh, is as follows. Uh, fullback, Tom Trebojevic. Wingers, Ruben Garrick, Brian Toto. Centres, Justin Olam, Matt Burton. 5-8, or standoff, if you want to say it properly. Uh, <laughs> Cody Walker, Scrum Half, Nathan Cleary. Props, James Fisher-Harris and Payne Haas. Hooker, Brandon Smith. Second rowers, Billy Army Kickout and Isaiah Papaliti. And at loose forward, Isaiah Yo. Some pack that, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, what a team. Yeah. Do you know, it makes me sad a little bit as well that the World Cup isn't on. Yeah. Because to see some of these for the Kangaroos and the Kiwis, etc. Yeah. Uh, this year, I think would have been, I would have been so, so looking forward to that now with, the next, with starting in the next few weeks. Yeah. Um, so it makes me quite sad that. Yeah. But, um. <clears throat> there you go then. Yeah, so, I mean, I, I'm not, there's a bit of controversy over one or two of the positions, I think, in the, the Dally M team of the year. Justin Olam has got in, but wasn't even invited originally, was he? Did you see that? I don't know, but we give him a trombone at the start of the season because he kept dropping the ball and everything, do you remember? Yeah, but they, what happened... Yeah, I do remember, actually. Well, what happened was he didn't actually get nominated and then there was that much of a fuss kicked off online by like fans and stuff... That the NRL came out and said, "Oh no, he was invited. It was just an administration error. <laughs> it was an administration error, and he was actually invited all along. And now he's got in it. I think they've just put him in it just for a laugh. But um, I think I also think that Alex Johnston is unlucky not to get in. 
on the wing. Yeah. Top try scorer for, for the last two yeah, years. And he I got agree. 28 tries this season so far. And and I there's two names that I think should definitely have been in. One is David Fafita from the Gold Coast Titans. Yeah. After scoring about 50 tries or something. And Most about tackle 300 tackle busts or something. Mm. I think he should have definitely been in. And the other, the other one that I think definitely should have been was uh, O'Shea Olay. <laughs> it's not good when you're uh, the chief executive of the league. Yeah, I can't say your, your name. Yeah, oh, it's not even close. It's called Josh, Josh Alloway. Yeah, O'Shea Olay. O'Shea Olay. Yeah. Do you have <laughs> yeah. Oh dear. Isle of Olay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he definitely should have been in just, just, just so we had to say it again. <laughs> That'd have been hilarious. Um, but yeah, I think it's pretty much spot on, apart from from one or two. Yeah, I agree. Should we move on to this? Uh, yes, let's. You call that a knife? This is a knife. That's not a knife. That's a spoon. NRL time. I just can't get over the jingle. I, I love it. it. Um, we mentioned the rabbit toe, so we'll start there. 36-16 over the Seagulls. Yeah, spanked them, didn't they? Well, you say that, um, but early on, midway through the first half, could have easily been 12-6 to the, the Seagulls or 12-all. They got a couple of tries uh, scrubbed off, didn't they? One for ridiculous obstruction. Mm. Uh, which again is 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 the second most well actually it's the most stupid rule apart from the the, the um, ball stealing, um, and then Turbo Tom dropped the ball over the line in in, in a three man tackle, didn't he? Yeah, he's rubbish, isn't he? He's terrible. <laughs> so that was um, that and that they were real turning points yeah. because all of a sudden it's eighteen nil and it could have been twelve six twelve all. I mean the game was was. Dead at half time, twenty two nil at half time. One, yeah. some of the tries that South scored were excellent. Um, the 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 Walker one, the first one, the there was a bit scruffy where they put the little uh, kick through, and then Gagai managed. They, I think the Seagulls knocked it on, and then uh, Gagai managed to knock it back, and Walker just picked it up. Um, but Cody Walker was excellent again. I think he got two. He got one off, and the the, the second one he got off the Damian Cook try was Brilliant. excellent. Brilliant, and he was on the floor when Cook picked the ball up. I think he'd been knocked over or slipped or whatever. And but as soon as Cook got the ball, he was like, "Yeah, I think we're on to something." And just the 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 reaction to get up and go and get it. I think what is impressive about the Rabbitohs is that when Manly didn't have Trevojevic. Mm. They really struggled. Yeah. Um, and they've lost Latrell Mitchell. Yeah. And it's not affected them one bit. Their, their, their TAF has been excellent. Yeah. Yeah, no, I I, I think... Um, he, he had he had a couple of good touches as well. He, he had uh, good hands for Johnston's second try, didn't he? Where he give it a little bullet pass out yeah, wide. Yeah, a little the, tap on, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Um, yeah, sorry, it was a tap on, yeah. Um, and... 
like you say, they did just the way they've gone about, and they've also realised that they've had to tighten up the defence in losing Latrell Mitchell because they're not quite as, you know, he's a big part of their attack. Well, do you remember those stats that we had a couple of months ago? I think one it was when they'd let fifty in, wasn't it? I think yeah, and that no team had let fifty in and won the uh, won the grand final, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, and I think they've every chance at winning it. I think Wayne Bennett's records in grand finals is just mind blowing. He's this will be his tenth grand final on Sunday, um, and he lost his first one in like nineteen eighty seven or whatever it was. Yeah, lost that. And then the other one he lost was in 2015, and he was literally five seconds away from winning it, if not for that Michael Morgan flick pass and then the drop goal from Thurston. So he's eight and he's what, seven and two, but he could easily have been eight and one, yeah. which is just incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely incredible. Yeah. Um, the only other thing that. I wanted to point out on that was the um uh, I thought Michael Jackson was playing at one point. <laughs> I thought Michael Jackson collected a bomb and then moonwalked over the line. Yeah. Yeah. Michael Jackson Parlow. Yeah. 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 Bomb went up. <laughs> and then it just didn't just 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 I've never seen anything like it. Just, just walking backwards, just walked over, backwards the line. over the line. Yeah, crazy. Crazy, uh, but I mean the game was over by half time at twenty two nil, and I thought the bunnies were excellent, and I think deservedly um, in a grand final. Yeah, I agree. Um, whereas the other game was just the complete opposite, wasn't it? It was what just a, intense. What and, a game! Though. Yeah, just so intense. And what a game! Uh, Panthers looking, you know, back to the best. Really, they, they've been the best defensive. Um, side in the comp all year, and, and boy, did they show it in this game. Yeah, Storm 6, Panthers 10. The intensity for, for 80 minutes was unbelievable. I thought at the end, I thought the Storm were going to crash over. Yeah. I thought they were going to give in. Some of the some of the, the scrambling defence, some of the, the coming from behind as well. Yeah. The player coming from behind, yeah. if you like, to, yeah. to hold them up and stop when them they were short through and, and stop them yeah. short was absolutely phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, Storm bombed a couple, and it shows that you can't get that many chances. If you get a chance against a team like the Panthers, you've got to take it. The Storm were not helped from losing Welsh and Brandon Smith to HIAs. Well, I think Welsh was a HIA. I think Smith might have been his shoulder. Yeah. But, I mean, they've been used. They were both, I mean, Brandon Smith won hooker of the year. I think Christian Welsh was... Was on the list for proper the year, so and he and he basically lasted two minutes, yeah, and then went off after about eight for yeah. some reason, yeah. Uh, that's a different conversation, isn't it? But um, big talking point from this game: what happened to Jerome Hughes' scrum cap? I don't know, but I saw this guy with this long hair running, and I was like, "Who's that?" <laughs> and then he was like, "Jerome," he was like, "What?" And I didn't expect him to look like that underneath. Where did his scrum hat go, though? Where did his hair come from? Well, I don't know, but it looked weird. Did he swap his scrum cap for a wig? I don't know, maybe. I thought the same the other week when I saw Matt Burton's scrum cap fell off and I thought, who's that? <laughs> looked weird. It did, it did look weird when they haven't got a scrum cap yeah. on, don't they? Yeah. 
but I don't know what happened to his, but that was the biggest thing I took away from that game. Like, why is he not wearing his scrum cap? David, do you know, do you know why he took it? No, I tried to find out, but I have no I, idea. I, I did ask somebody and he just goes, oh, I think he was a bit hot. He might have been. Well, he's played every game though. Yeah, but... Ever? I don't know. What's the weather like there at the minute? I don't know. It's going into their summer. Yeah. Maybe it was too hot. I don't know, but I... I, I yeah, I'm, I'm with you. That's like... we we. That's a real Scooby-Doo mystery, that, isn't it? That is a Scooby-Doo mystery. Perhaps someone nicked it. I got away with it if it weren't for you meddling kids. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I don't know, but... I couldn't take my eyes off it. That should have been... Um, that should have been Bobby's uh, mystery thing, shouldn't it, on, on Saturday? Where did his scrum cap go? <laughs> the case of the missing scrum cap. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Think he would have solved it? Um, I don't know. He does look a bit like Columbo. Yeah. <laughs> That's what his PE teacher used to say, isn't it? Yeah. So maybe he would... Uh... Maybe he would have solved the missing scrum cap. Yeah. 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 Well, but what a game. Absolutely fantastic and that leaves us with one game to go in the NRL yeah um, Rabbit O's versus Panthers yeah that's a real 50-50 I think it is at the, I think it is at the minute yeah um, I'd go with the Panthers yeah um, I I just would and I, and I can't really have a gut feeling why really because I don't think there's anything to pick between the teams I'm going to go with the Bunnies because it's your team, so I, th- I think if the bunnies get a good start, um, then they'll do it. Yeah, I think yeah. to be honest, I think whoever gets the better start, first try could be vital. Yeah, absolutely. I think Adam Reynolds needs to be back on kicking as well. I think he, he said he he said he pulled his groin and an abductor or something. Yeah. He said so. If he's had another what nine days, you would think they'd be back on it. Yeah. Because so. again, that could be the the missed ones. There could be crucial. Yeah, that could really come down to to goal kicking. Yeah. Um, did you read about uh, what's his name uh, for the Panthers? Pangai. Oh, Pangai. Yeah. Pe- yeah. To Pangai. Yeah. Um, he's injured. He's missing out. Yeah. And he said he could have risked it and could have left it to the last minute, but he wanted to give the young lad who was taking his place as much time to prepare as he could. Right. That's proper. That's. That's proper team play, isn't it? Yeah, because I wouldn't. <laughs> no, I wouldn't either. I'd want to play in the grand final. Exactly. And he said he's been more through more in his personal life to get to this point than missing a grand final. Fair enough. I mean... Big decision, that. Though. Great team play, but I wouldn't be doing it. No, but credit to him there, I think. Yeah. Take some bottle out to do that. Yeah. Mm. So, yeah, I'm going Panthers. I'm going bunnies. Okay, and let's see. And I think that pretty much just about wraps us up, doesn't it, for this week? It does wrap us up for this week. Well, no, it doesn't. But it wraps us up for this pod, but not for this week. Same thing. Because, no, we've got a very, 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 very special pod, haven't we, this week? Yep. It's our end of season awards in conjunction with At Six Again. Um, And Bri will be coming on for... uh, sharing the airwaves with us to give all our awards, serious and joking, to uh, various recipients, won't he? You will indeed. So please tune in for that. Um, have a listen. 
give him a follow at six again. Give us a follow at Loose Forward Pod. And we're on Facebook as well, aren't we? We are. Is that the same? Yep, at Loose Forward Pod. And we shall enjoy the semi finals, particularly if you're a fan of Catalan, Hulkar, Saints, or Leeds. Best of luck, and we shall see you next week. And it's goodbye from me. And it's goodbye from me. Goodbye from me.